welcome to the Crossroads Podcast, a podcast where we expand the conversations from Crossroads, a weekly gathering of college and young adults out of Olive Baptist Church. Through the lens of scripture, we discuss some hot takes on the challenges young adults may face concerning faith, apologetics, theology, and hashtag adulting. For more information, visit olivebaptist.org slash young adults or follow us on social media. What's up from the podcast room, guys? We are here. Ready. Hello. We are here with... Anna Grace has had coffee, so she's extra energetic over here. I'm ready to go. I'm so excited to be here. Her hand's like twitching right now. You can't see it because we don't have a video podcast yet. It, it's the more disconcerting thing. It's not the hand that's twitching. It's the eye that's twitching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. How are you guys? What's going on? Living life. Uh, yeah, I'm a little tired, but yeah, yeah. I'm doing good. Good. I'm, I'm ready to go this morning. I like did you it. work out at the Y this morning? I did not. I just took a walk this morning because nice. I wanted to be on time. That's good. Actually, for the most part, we were I know, all on time I know. today, yeah. which is impressive I was, for us. I know. I left like five minutes or no, yeah. ten minutes early. No, the thing that frustrates me so much is that light right before you turn into Olive. Yes. Mm. If you are like, if you're trying to get get to Olive on time for something and you're, it can be a three minute difference. So like, say you're trying to get to Crossroads by 630. Yeah. If that's a green light, you're there by 628, yep. 627. Yep. The car in front of you stops at that yellow and you're behind that red. You're going to be late. You, yeah, you're going to be there for a while. And, you're and it's pound so, your steering mm-hmm. wheel. It's so frustrating because you literally see the building. Yeah. You're like right there. Thankfully, it, I don't have to do that anymore. Like, I don't come that way. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm already on, on Olive, so. Yeah. You also live the closest, I think, right? Yeah, that's why I'm, that's why it wasn't really a big deal that I was here on time, because I just left five minutes before I needed to be. <laughs> what, how, how long do you travel, Grace? Um, you know what? It depends on what time I leave. Same. So, honestly, like, I left 10 minutes before at, so 7.50 if we are trying to get here at you know, 8.30 or, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit early because so I, I wanted to, to set up the podcast room. But um, it's funny because I can, it can be like a 30, 35, even 40 mm-hmm. if I leave around like 7.30. If I leave at 8, it's like 20 minutes. See, that is kind of the opposite for me. I'm I'm probably about the same distance from the church as you, mm-hmm. but it's like literally a 12-minute difference. Like a Sunday morning yeah. drive-in is like a 17 to 16-minute oh, drive yeah, opposed to like, a Tuesday morning, Wednesday morning when it's the busy work week, yeah. it is so frustrating. It's 30 it's, plus minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So. Easily can be sometimes. Because I, I live over in, you guys know, on Perdido mm-hmm. Beach. So, um, just kidding. That's a lie. <laughs> that was a lie. Like, um, no, that's Kentoma. <laughs> no, I live in Kentoma. I, write, I live right I near the paper plant. Perdido uh, Beach. <laughs> but it's interesting. If I didn't tell everybody that was a lie, some that's people might have believed me. That's true. Very true. That is true. So with that said, like, we have a little fun game this morning. Going to do, you know, get oh, to know me, each other. Let me go first. Okay. Okay. What are we? Okay. A lot of random excitement coming from there. I know. But it's a lie. What does a winner get? <laughs> it's a lie. What does the really winner is. of this game get? Oh. Or is there even a winner with two truths and a lie? Like if you. So, I feel. Do like I get like a coffee if I win? Like I'm trying to. I feel like you just get. Yeah. Like uh, boasting rights that you can read people well if you can mm. call That's out true. the truth or the lie. Mm-hmm. Like it really is. 
a test of how discerning are you? Of human so this is character. podcast bragging rights. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's. I want to win this. Anna Grace. Okay. Anna oh. Grace, you're up. Okay. Two truths, one Two lie. Truths Give it to us. Lie. Okay. Um, I'm a night owl. I visited half of the fifty states, and I'm a patient driver. You are not a night owl. You are that not is a, a lie. You like to get up early. Yeah. That is true. <laughs> we both get a point, Grace. Yes. Yeah, you guys get to no points. Yeah. I get no points. Okay. It's okay. <laughs> no. You okay? okay you two people who know you pretty well. You tried to sneak past up a night okay. owl when you okay. constantly talk about. I told you I wasn't good at this game. <laughs> <laughs> I was, was really telling the truth. I'm not good. It's gonna be it's gonna be Simon Grace and I are like really good at deceiving. <laughs> oh no, I'm really good at this game. Yeah. I can usually oh, guess like the the truths, and then I can usually deceive. So I'm excited for this it's, deception. It's bad. It's bad. Okay. Okay. Are you guys ready? Mm-hmm. So I pet a penguin as a kid. I didn't start driving until I was 20. And I liked tea before I started drinking coffee. Mm. Third one's a lie. I'm going to go with the first one. The first one's a lie? Yeah. You guys were wrong. <gasps> the middle one was the a lie. The 20. Oh. I started driving when I was 21, <gasps> 22. See, it sounded old, oh, and I'm like, yeah. I felt like it was, yeah, that's a good lie. Good job. Exactly. Okay. Well Actually, done. very deceptive well because we're all thinking 16 mm-hmm. yeah. or 20. It, it, or well, I wasn't 18. thinking older. 18 almost sounds like, oh, that's old to start driving. But no, I didn't start driving until I was like maybe junior or senior year of college. So you just got two points because you deceived us both. So now you have three. Hmm. I have okay. one. And then uh, were you at Anna Grace? Oh, zero. Okay. <laughs> A little humility to yeah. A little humility. <laughs> well, I'm not winning, so. Um, okay. Mine are just all going to be interesting. I'm very curious Kay. to hear this. I once had half my eyebrow shaved off before my seventh grade school pictures That's by my true. dad. That's got to be true. I once attempted to write a book about the Civil War middle school. <laughs> That's also true. That's also true. I did not have McDonald's for the first time before I was in college. Um... I would say the third one. I'm going to go with the third one as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you did it two truths and a lie. Like yeah. You got to mix you it up. <laughs> I'm so good at this game. I'm just going to put random stuff. <laughs> well, also, also, the fact that the first two were like so detailed. We're just so like, that's, that just sounds too outlandish to make up. <laughs> oh, I was so proud of that until I read them. I read them and I realized I'm like, That's wait a second. The first two are like, again, very detailed and strange. And if people knew me, they'd believe them. The third one's just random and has no, like. What? See, you guys have to know, before we started, I was like, because Anna Grace is like, hey, I'm not good at this. And I'm like, listen, you're oh. just going to be super random the whole time. And I was like, giving all this advice. And <laughs> so Grace has won. Yeah, Grace won. Anna Grace and I tied for, we don't. Both only got one point, so, so uh, you got four. Yeah, good job. You have bragging at, rights. I'm good at lying. That's that's a great. But as right. the host, I feel like you should have won anyway. Mm. So it was expected. Nah, 
Nah. <laughs> I was so curious <laughs> was to hear yours, too. <laughs> we should play Two Truths and a Lie before every episode. <laughs> I think it's a, it's a fun way to do it. Maybe and I'll get better at it. Let's. We should have the poll uh, to see, like, the listeners, if they okay. were able to guess through those things. Well, yeah, also, maybe... I'd love to hear that, and I'd also love to hear whose was easier to guess, mm. minor integrations, because yours was <laughs> yours is pretty good. But, like, as much as I made fun of you, integrations. Yeah. As good. I read mine, I'm like, I think mine was the worst. Because <laughs> it was it. two intricately detailed things <laughs> in order, and I, then yeah, a random. And a random one. I didn't have McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were about to say this morning, and I'm like, bro. Like, like. <laughs> now, hot take, McDonald's breakfast is Is phenomenal. that you? Annie Grace, it is amazing. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Have you had it recently? No, because. Ugh. Okay, see, no, you haven't had it. When's the last time you had it? I honestly could not tell okay, you. Okay, see, this is why. You're you're looping in McDonald's as a franchise. Yes. Their breakfast is different, I'm telling you. No. Andrea and I had this whole realization last week <laughs> where we're like, wait a second. Unless they're just, they're just but parents I'm, now. I love breakfast, and I am very picky about mm. Mm, As what? am I. You said McDonald's so you, was good. So would you have, like, McDonald's breakfast for, like, a late night snack or something? No. No? You just... Oh, it's if so I'm thinking, good. oh, I'm hungry, where should I go? McDonald's is n- yeah. never on the list. See, I think it's because I'm going to out myself and say that, like, I was very tempted last night to go get McDonald's. And I never think that. No, trust me, guys. Ever. This is a safe place. And I want to hear from the listeners. <laughs> Make, and I've been polling people. People who know food. People <laughs> who enjoy. I know the statistics no, on this. No, people who know food. <laughs> I agree. I myself, and if you're listening, you're a McDonald's person. There's no shame. I just don't really eat McDonald's. No. Except very rarely. I'd re- if I'm going to go fast food, I'm going to go Chick-fil-A or Whataburger. I'm not going to go to like... I go to Chipotle. That's like the hell... I don't... It's fast food. There's it a is... drive-thru. Oh, there is a drive-thru? That is true. Yeah. Okay. But well, it's not fast. You have to set the time and then they're like... Yeah, but my thing is... And I love, I love breakfast. I and I'm going to say a hot take. McDonald's breakfast is better than Chick-fil-A. Ew. Yes. I, no. I actually agree with that, though. I don't. No, like. But I don't really like We it. challenge you as a podcast, try McDonald's breakfast one time this next week. Okay. Their coffee is also sneaky week. good. Yeah, that's also what I've heard. And their yeah. hash browns. It's they very. They know their hash browns e- are good. And, again, like, I'm not someone who just, I'm not eating Throws Taco Bell for breakfast. Like, it's going down. I got my mother, my grandmother, and my wife. Like last Friday, the family was in town. I drove, got some McDonald's breakfast, and I took a bite. And it was this weird moment where I'm like, what did "This you is have? Genesis one and two tove." <laughs> I'm not oh, joking. My word. It was a it was a <laughs> bacon, egg, and cheese on a biscuit. Okay. Anyways, we need to. <laughs> oh my word! I literally have hijacked. Okay, is that a was that a lie though? Was that, that was a lie. Was that a complete? I, that was all the truth. I promise. Yeah, I okay. believe that. Because you brought to light that on Tuesday night, mm-hmm. there were two lies and one truth. Three yeah, kind of flipped the game a little yeah. bit. Yeah, so let's talk about this. Yeah, I'd love to. Okay, let's talk about it. So number one, on Tuesday night, you went over, we were going over uh, Christian lifestyle, how mm-hmm. to actually make it a lifestyle, and not just a cultural Christian life you know mm-hmm. we're not just mm-hmm. going with the culture we're not just right. going with the with the tide uh 
one lie is you must be perfect if you are a Christian. Mm-hmm. That's one thing that kind of sunk in. And honestly, I will not lie. My brain was a little bit scattered on Tuesday night, but I zoned in hardcore on this point. Mm-hmm. Like it, it hit deep. So let's, let's talk about this guys. Well, I think too, if you're listening and you weren't able to be there, we were looking at first John three, seven through 10. Um, which is John's confronting some false teaching that had come up about um, really the nature of what it means to be a Christian. But the language there, um, if you read it, and I've talked to many people who, there's a few different texts like this in the New Testament where if you read it, it almost sounds like it's teaching like Christian perfectionism. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, he says, anyone who practices righteousness is righteousness. Anyone who keeps on sinning is not of the devil. So the lie there, right, uh, that I think um, I think most of us wouldn't say we, like, agree with that theologically, that you must be perfect, but I think experientially we can allow that to creep in. So I guess why, why is this a lie that maybe people believe? <clears throat> or have you all ever believed that? Definitely as a very high-performance-driven person, mm-hmm. um, I have definitely bought in that lie and Mm -hmm. not honestly in like an overt way like I don't think like oh yeah I have to be like 100% perfect but I should be perfect enough Mm -hmm. to be loved or perfect enough to be good or worthy of like um you know love and acceptance or worthy of like God even just seeing me you know um which is a total lie that's not how it works Mm -hmm. at all Mm -hmm. that's that's honestly what you would say later like cheap grace like that's you know if we have to work for it then what's the value in Mm -hmm. our own doing you know yeah yeah I think there's um a little bit I don't know sometimes I've bought into this lie of like I have I have to be perfect to like remain in his love Mm kind of like you were saying grace um that I have to maybe keep doing this so that I'll keep receiving blessings, mm-hmm. but um, there's such freedom in knowing that Christ's work is complete, and I don't have, mm-hmm. I don't have to continue. Um, I get to, I get to um, continue in the sanctification process, but mm-hmm. um, I don't have to to remain there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's, um, I've met maybe a couple and come across. Some people who do believe, like, what would be called is, like, sinless perfectionism, which means, like, if you're truly saved, um, you, like, aren't unable to sin. And then another version that would be, like, um, which is a little bit different, but it's, like, if you, you, you get saved, but then God will give you a second work of grace where you're, again, unable to sin. Mm-hmm. So those are kind of the two, like, theological ways, and I... You know, on Tuesday I talked about First John one nine. You can look that up. First John two one, uh, John's writing to believers, talking about what to do when they sin. So there's a category in the New Testament for um, you can talk about James confessing your sins to one another mm-hmm. that you may be healed. So there's clearly an understanding that that sin's going to take place, um, even with like the Apostle Peter. Um, Paul had to confront him. Like, there, there's mm-hmm. examples all over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, I think, is pretty easy to debunk, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's harder. It, it's like a posture thing um, where it's like, 
well, I need to be perfect, you know, and I think it's just a misunderstanding. Like, yes, perfection is required of Christ, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so you're, you've yeah. moved kind of the, yeah. the onus of salvation onto ourselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we get to that next slide, you're going to see because of who Christ is, it's going to actually solve a couple different lies. You know, the first would be, it's just like a misunderstanding of it. And a lot of these, of what I talked about on Tuesday, there's, just a misunderstanding of like the nature and the point of the gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we made the gospel really like transactional, and if I do this, this happens. Yes, mm-hmm. and yes. It, it just kind of is a misunderstanding. So yeah, it's not about your perfection. It's not about your worth. It's about Jesus' worth. I think contextually, like we need to sit down and see like what you know, those, those chapters or those, where those verses kind of come from, Mm -hmm. because like, I I think, um, off the bat, we hear like, be perfect as I am perfect, Mm -hmm. but the context is like, no claim Christ's perfection Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. working grace through your life that makes you a complete person Mm -hmm. in him. And and that other thing you said too is, because the word perfect come, um, it really, there's good arguments made. It can be translated better as complete. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's a verse in Timothy, um, or maybe it's Ephesians, can't remember, but it says um, that the man of God may be perfect, right? Ready mm-hmm. for every good work. Mm-hmm. So we've taken kind of the, the Western ideal of, like, mm-hmm. what perfection is. Mm-hmm. And really what a lot of it's getting is, like, you'll be complete. You'll be whole, you know? Um which, again, we're not complete. We're not whole, right? Um, God is, but he saves us, you know, and then because he is, but then th- there will be a journey towards completeness and wholeness. But it's not so much like be morally spotless mm-hmm. um, if you're a Christian. More like fully surrendered. Right. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because um, yeah. with that transactional... Um, philosophy of what there also comes like with a checklist. And I think that's yeah. what a lot of people are looking for is like, okay, I can do this, this, and this, and then I'll go into that perfection or go into that completeness. Yeah. But like you said, it's more of a surrender. It's not what you're actively doing. It's what you're like resting in. Yeah. Mm, and I did, this good. just, this just came up as you guys were talking about these two different lies, because I wish I'd said this to you I think this first one is a lie that mainly believers believe Mm. and i actually really wish i would have made this distinction i think this would be helpful um but if you're someone who's like i i think i should be perfect i need to be you're probably a believer Mm -hmm. because you're actually caring about your walk with christ you're actually like aware of your sin Mm. if that makes sense now there are some unbelievers who would who would believe like they don't believe in Jesus they believe they can work their way to heaven but they are usually not saying they're perfect they're they're usually thinking scale Mm-hmm. But if you, if, and this is just like for those of you who are friends or maybe yourself, if you're someone who's constantly like beating yourself up over your sin, what you really need to do is, is understand one, the fact that you're battling your sin is evidence that you are a new creation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got skin in People who are like just like not living for Christ, not truly saved, they don't really care that much unless there's like consequences, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, they're okay with it. It's their nature. Um, two, and I forgot the second one. So, um, 
Yeah, there it is. So the the first. That was good. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, I don't. We're not there was another one. It's yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I had another thing that was in my mind. I was gonna say, but I don't remember what it is. So it's we okay. could probably move on. So, but that's just that's a, that was very freeing for me to hear. Is like, um, if you're a believer and you recognize that you're not perfect and you have pr- progress to go and you care about that, that's a really good sign. Um, hmm. Yeah, and I mean, I think too what we what I'd like to think is like Christ doesn't call us to be better, like better of ourselves. Mm. He calls us to be more like him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like knowing coming face to face with that standard of like complete holiness, you know, like we can't do that. Like mm-hmm. we have to often be confronted by that ideal or yeah. not ideal, but idea that it's like, we cannot be this. Mm-hmm. So praise Jesus that he is. Mm. And I'm, giving more of myself towards that new nature that mm. Christ has given us and the spirit regenerates and renews. Um, but on the flip side, so there's, you know, the people, you know, and often myself, that's like, oh, I should have been better or I need to be perfect in order mm-hmm. to be loved. There's the flip side of like, okay, like here's line number two, progress doesn't matter if you're a Christian. So... Yeah, where do you guys see this work out? I'm I'm thinking of that quote that I shared with you all a couple weeks ago about we take a break between Jesus being Savior and Jesus being Lord. Oh, I was just listening yeah. to that this morning. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because we're like, okay, Jesus saved me, but we don't allow him to like radically change us. Yes. And we don't mm-hmm. step into our new identity yes. as a child of our... Yeah, as a child of God. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think it's very prevalent. I think this one, to be honest, is a lie that unbelievers a lot of times believe who aren't truly saved, who have never truly surrendered their lives to Jesus. And again, it's an issue of category. There's no category of salvation, right, that is concerned with, like, again, some type of transaction just to get mm-hmm. someone to heaven, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's, there's, and again, it's a category that is just not really in the New Testament, and that's kind of what I was trying to lean into, and I think that's John's point. It's like, you've been saved by the righteous one. Like, you're supposed to become righteous. Like, he mm-hmm. saved you to save you so that you actually get to grow out of this destructive right. way of life, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like if you... Um, you know, it's like if I, I, I'm trying to go with an illustration of the fly, but you guys get the point. Like you go save someone, you know, a, a drug addict out of a destructive life and, you know, they were selling drugs and you're like, hey, I'm going to make sure you don't go to prison for this. The goal isn't like you want rehabilitation for them as well. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to say, hey, stay right here. Like if you're really caring about them, you're going to set them up with a rehab, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. And that that illustration breaks down because, you know, Holy Spirit coming to dwell inside of us a lot of in the rehab. But the same thing, you care about the whole person. Mm-hmm. Mm. And we've created this category where it's like Jesus is the guy going, like, not guilty verdict. And then, like, just wants the guy to continue, to live. you know. Yeah. yeah. And I just find that very prevalent, like, yeah. in our age group. Because mm-hmm. I think a lot of people, even in Crossroads, like, they maybe made a decision at, like, a youth camp or a D-Now or something. Um, and I'm not saying all of that is false. You know, I think 
I think sometimes God brings us to a deeper understanding of our salvation. But for a lot of people, I think they're just claiming their parents' faith or their friends' faith or their own kind of view of who Jesus is. Like you said, Anna Grace, he's Savior but not Lord. And again, it's just like there's not really a category for that in the New Testament. That's mm-hmm. not what the gospel is. We've mm-hmm. created a different category that doesn't exist in the New Testament, mm-hmm. like anywhere. So, um, yeah. Well, I think it's kind of like the illustration that you gave on Tuesday night where, you know, there is there is the Christian who, like, hung out with groups of friends who were saying, like, oh, I could never be a Christian. Like, I don't want to be a Christian. And he said, like, I don't understand why you wouldn't be a Christian because you can just live, mm-hmm. yeah, like, yeah. the same life, but then with, like, the basically, as you said, fire insurance mm-hmm. of, like, you don't go to hell. And I, I think that conversation has been so much of, like, hey, like, do you not want to go to hell? But it's, like, wait, like, you get to spend eternal life with the Savior and fall in love with mm-hmm. the Savior mm-hmm. and with the Lord who changes your life mm-hmm. from the inside yeah. out. Like, no longer are we slaves to our desires. No longer do we do these destructive patterns because we don't want to. Right. And that's, like, the great mystery of it mm-hmm. because we can say it like that, but to experience it is, like, on a whole different level. Because... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like like we've been talking about too and what I've been realizing this last year, everything comes out of an overflow of something. Mm. So like community comes out of the overflow of the Trinity, the the perfect communion that they experience. Mm. So the the radical transformation that we experience and what can be sometimes hard to see as a Christian when you've been doing it for a while is like that God changes our desires. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like God changes, I don't want to you know, disrespect so-and-so, or I don't want to gossip because it's, you know, like God, God is living and residing in us and changing those habits. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's just, um, and that word, you know, you brought up that story about, oh, why would anyone would become a Christian? Well, we've kind of just like changed what that word Christian means, you know? Mm -hmm. I think of a, there's there's this lady in the, I want to say it was first century, like early church perpetuous, I should go look up her story sometime if you haven't heard of it. She was this phenomenal woman of faith. Um, she ends up being imprisoned, and her father kept coming to her cell and saying, just renounce your faith in Christ. Just renounce your faith in Christ. Mm-hmm. She had, um, can't remember, her, her and her friend, either her or her friend also had like a, they're pregnant, like, you know, so she's there's a lot going on, and she would just respond, "I'm a I'm a Christian, mm-hmm. I'm a Christian." Renounce your faith in Christ. No, I'm a Christian. Like, mm-hmm. do you not understand? And uh, she was this powerful lady. She goes to you know she gets brought out with the gladiators and in the Colosseum to get and eat eat with lions and like lions wouldn't come and eat or whatever. And mm-hmm. the young gladiator like couldn't bring himself to. Uh, to kill her, and she ended up just gently taking his sword, oh, and like putting I it have, in her neck. Yeah, yes, yeah, this is. Good and story. I always remember that story when I think about the way yeah. that like our version of Christianity. I'm mm-hmm. like, that is not Perpetua's version yeah. of Christianity. Like this powerful lady who literally, there's something about her so powerful and filled with Christ that even this gladiator was afraid to kill her. Yeah, mm-hmm. and her dad's pleading with her, and just, I'm a Christian. Yeah, I'm a Christian, wow. and. uh 
it would have been anathema for her to think of a faith that wasn't concerned with being conformed to Christ or, mm-hmm. you know, like, mm-hmm. um, so I think, um, yeah, I think it's just important that we, we remember, like, the goal of being saved is then to be conformed to Christ. Mm-hmm. And if that isn't something you understand, it doesn't mean that you haven't been saved by Jesus. Like, I don't want to say that. I'm not really in the business of, like, trying to get you unsaved so I can just save you, you know, like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but it is understanding, like, you've got to understand what you've been given in the gospel, maybe if you haven't understood the fullness of mm-hmm. it. Like, um, like Romans 6, 1 and 2, what shall we say then? We continue in sin that grace may abound. By no means. How can we who died to sin still live in it? Mm-hmm. So like, you're supposed to die to sin. Like, that's your crucified with Christ and then you're raised with Christ. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't mean that a Christian doesn't sin. That was lie one. Mm -hmm. But um, it, it definitely like, it doesn't make sense that a Christian would like when they sin, they're going against their nature, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Right. When you do before you're a believer, when you're, when you do something good, you're actually going against your nature Mm because your nature is Mm -hmm. to follow Satan in his ways. And it's like, it's like if you see someone who's, you know, if if one of us is like, if, if Anna Grace comes in here and she's in McDonald's, it's like, okay, that's against her nature, <laughs> you know. Amen. It doesn't mean that she's not Anna Grace anymore, you know, but it is going like, you know, so. Yeah, it's fine. Don't, it's fine. <laughs> We're good. Yeah, and like um, I was reading in Titus this morning, in Titus 3, Um, for we ourselves were once foolish, disobedient, led astray, slaves to various passions and pleasures, passing our days in malice and envy, hated by others and hating one another. But when the goodness and loving kindness of God, our Savior, appeared, he saved us, Mm -hmm. not because of works done by us in righteousness, but Mm -hmm. according to his own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us richly through Jesus mm-hmm. Christ, our Savior. So, I mean, sums up, like, yeah. and, and the fact that, you know, Paul is telling Titus, like, exhorting him to exhort the people of Crete, like, you guys, this isn't your nature anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, you yeah. don't live as the Cretans do, mm-hmm. you know, who were, you know, evil. And mm-hmm. says in Titus, like, someone commented that these were evil people. They were animals, you know, like, yes. led yep. by their desires. And when you're Christians, you don't do that anymore, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Um, which I think kind of leads into the truth that you stated on Tuesday night of... True Christians are forgiven by grace of Jesus and then changed by the grace of mm-hmm. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that transfer that transformation takes place. Yeah. I think it's a, it's it's all of grace. It's all of grace, and uh, our transformation and our forgiveness, you know, are are it's the same grace. So it, the gospel isn't truncated to kind of declare you righteous. One of the things it says is Jesus isn't just declaring you righteous. He's developing righteousness mm-hmm. in you. Uh-huh. So he, yes, he declares you righteous. Like, but again, it's like we, there's no category for like trying to just declare someone righteous. And then like, um, well, you know, I think we understand this in real life, but then we sometimes treat the gospel like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, He's after your heart. He's after your life. You know, like you just quote that phenomenal um, verse in Titus, the grace of God 
you know, I think some translation, they renounce these worldly passions, you know, like the same grace that appeared to save you from sin um, is the same grace that is renouncing the sin in your life. Mm -hmm. And it's all grace, you know. Mm -hmm. Grace isn't just, um, I think anybody heard like mercy is not getting what you deserve. Grace Mm -hmm. is... How, what, what, how does that saying go? Mercy is not getting what you deserve, and grace is getting what you don't deserve. Right. So we think, oh, heaven. Like, mm. you know, but grace is not just like this transactional thing where you get something. It, it's mm-hmm. also like the grace, if you, if you do a study on what grace means in the New Testament, like it, it's not like this transactional thing detached from God, right? Mm-hmm. It's God himself mm-hmm. in the form of Jesus Christ saving you from sin, indwelling you, giving you an advocate for when you do sin, somebody to confess, to conform yourself to, you know. It's so much bigger than just like, hey, well, you got something you didn't deserve. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like the starting mm-hmm. point, but it's like it's, it's something that rules our entire life, mm-hmm. you know. What does this look like day by day to be developed into that righteousness for that for the person that's like, okay, I, I know that I um, have been changed by this grace mm-hmm. or accepted this grace. Um, what does it look like to daily step into that and be developed into the righteousness? I mean, I'm just going to be real, real honest. Mm-hmm. It's, it's pretty messy. Mm-hmm. Like, it's pretty, like, it's hard. I mean, it, it really is, like, dying to yourself. And, like, when we say that, like, oh, yeah, I'm just dying to myself, it's like, no, that's death that's happening, you know. And there's that, like Tim said, there is the old nature that's mm. battling the new, mm-hmm. that the, the costly, the, the surrender that takes place is costly because it's denying yourself, it's denying your wants, it's denying mm-hmm. your emotions, it's denying, mm-hmm. um, you know, the lies in your head that keep you from experiencing, like, the fullness of life that Christ wants Mm -hmm. to give you. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's so much joy and there's Mm -hmm. so much freedom because you're not, like James says, like, tossed to and fro Mm -hmm. by the waves Mm -hmm. of unstable thinking. You are actually rooted and tethered to something that doesn't matter, like, what you're thinking or feeling. Like, this is the truth of, like... Christ came, died, washed you, Mm -hmm. saves you, and now we're not at the mercy of Mm -hmm. um, destructive Mm -hmm. sin. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's a good word. I'm not going to add anything to it. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Timothy. Appreciate that. (laughs) I always want to, but I'm like, it's good. I'm good. She said it. As a teacher, you always want to like, well, let me expand on that. It's just kind of like, well, that was, that was really good. You know, let's just, let's just let it be, a, you know. That person that like just sums up what the other person has said. Yeah. Like Every goes, time. Like, yes. yeah. is, are you calling me out right now? Or no, is that... I'm not. <laughs> no, you're not that person. Exhorting okay. one another. It's yeah, not but, calling out. It's exhorting. Well, when you're like, you're like, you went through the whole conversation with like a friend group and then like you, you've established whatever and then they just go. Yeah, it's kind of like I was thinking. It's like, dude, you're either not paying attention, you lack comprehension skills, or you're just repeating what you heard. Amen. Yeah. On that note, well, guys, thanks so much for joining. We'll see you next time. Like, 
share, subscribe, all the all the things. All the things. Bye. Bye. to the Crossroads podcast, where we expand the conversations from Crossroads, a weekly gathering of college and young adults out of Olive Baptist Church. We are big about building radical community by keeping it real and conquering those hot topics young adults may face. Be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss a beat. And to find out more, visit olivebaptist.org slash young adults.